Thank you, G. All right, guys. Well, if you want to take out your message notes, we're going to start a new series today on, on, on rethinking your life. Uh, for the first two weeks, we're going to talk about why we need to think about what we need to think about. And uh, I want to tell you guys, if you didn't know this, your mind is the greatest asset that you've been given by God. Nothing compares to the power of your brain. It is complex. I looked up some things on 100 billion neurons. Your brain records 800 memories a second. Has the ability to for 75 years. But yet can't remember to put the toilet seat down. But it never gets tired. It stores 100 trillion thoughts. But the most important thing that your, your brain can do is communicate with God. Because you have been given the, the mind that God gave you. We're created in His image. Now, animals... Animals have instincts. Human beings have thoughts. Animals think about what's right in front of them. They think about the moment. But they can't think about the past. They can't, can't think about the future. And they can't think about their life after death. But you and me, we can. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of difference there. God can we can, we're created in His image. Psalm 139, I love that part where it tells us that God is always thinking about us. He always has you on His mind. Me and you, we may not always think about God, but He's always thinking about us. And I think that's cool. And so the next couple of weeks, we're going to do sort of an introduction to this series. This rethinking your life. Guys, my thoughts, your thoughts are, are very, very important. We're going to talk about nine truths. I call them nine pillars on which you're going to build uh, this series on rethinking of your life. We're only going to talk about five of them today. Five truths, five pillars. I don't want to keep you here all morning. So let's just jump right into the first one. If you got your pens out. I have got to make a, 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 an adjustment later on in the, where I left out a word. It's a very important word. But anyway, number one, my thoughts control my life, but I can't control my thoughts. My thoughts control my life, but I can't control my thoughts. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for a man thinks, so is he. For a man thinks, so is he. I wrote this down, put it in my truck this week so I'd remember it. You are the sum total of your thoughts. That's what that verse is saying. You are the sum total of your thoughts. Proverbs 4.23 in your outline says, 
Be careful what you think about because your thoughts run your life. The next one, the next translation that is, your life is shaped by your thoughts. These verses teach us two important truths that we're going to look at it, look at in the next few weeks uh, about your about your thoughts. And, and but very first thing I want to tell you is, is your life is determined by what you think. I want you to really get that. Your life is determined by what you think. You got bad thoughts. You're going to have a bad life. You got dumb thoughts. You're going to have a dumb life. You, you got smart thoughts. You're going to have a smart life. You got good thoughts. You're going to have a good life. You are what you think about. Do you get it? You are what you think about. Your thoughts do control you. Your thoughts do shape your life. Here's the second thing this, that this verse tells me is you can choose what you think about. You can choose what you think about. It's your choice. And I got news for a lot of you right now after talking to you. There's a lot of us need to exercise that choice more often. I don't think I exercise my choice as much as I need to. So I'm riding a boat with you. But some of you guys are sinking a lot quicker than I am. Amen? I'm just going to do it too. <laughs> it's your choice. This is what I want you to know. It's your choice to choose what you think about as often as we should. A lot of us just let other people choose for us what we think about. And we filter our decisions through that. A lot of people let the media Choose what we think about. A lot of people let Satan choose what you're thinking about. Guys, this series is here to tell you this. You need to start thinking about what you think about. You need to start thinking about it. You know, do I really want to think about this? Many of your problems in life, many of my problems in life, are because we're allowing other people to put thoughts in our mind instead of choosing them for ourselves. We let media suggest thoughts. We let friends suggest thoughts. We let our, our enemies suggest thoughts. Our peers, we let Satan. Guys, I want to tell you something. Just because you, can, you have an open mind doesn't mean that you should allow just anybody to put stuff in it. Choose your thoughts better. You know, quit being surpassive. Be more in, intentional about what gets your attention. Amen? It's your choice. I know more than Tammany agrees with me. It's your choice to control what's going through your mind. We worry about the litter on the side of the street and read garbage. I think we should ask our question ask a question this do I really want to think about this right now? You have a choice. Every day 
To know that, that, that you have a choice could change your life. It could change what you think about. Do I really want to worry right now? Do I really want to be afraid right now? Do I really want to be upset right now? It's your choice. Nobody is forcing you to think the thoughts that depress you. Do you get it? Nobody's forcing you to think those depressive thoughts. Nobody's forcing you to think those thoughts that scare you. Nobody's forcing you to think those thoughts that, that, that cause you lack of confidence. Nobody is. It's your choice. So why are you letting other people to determine how you think when all you got to do is change the channel? Why are you letting them? The second pillar that I want to look at today is this. Any change I want in my life must start in my mind. Any change I want in my life must start in my mind. Some of you guys want change, right? Well, I'm here to tell you this. This was my Facebook thing today. Change starts in your brain, not in your behavior. Change starts in your cerebellum, not your circumstances. Change starts inside you, not outside you. It starts in the way you think. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your what? Mind. You're going to be conformed or transformed. That's your two choices. You, what's conformed? That just means you're just like everybody else. Do y'all want to be like everybody else? I love it when they say, I hear them sometimes whisper behind my back, oh, Jim's different. I take that as a compliment. I want to be different. I've hung out with y'all. I don't want to be like y'all. I want to be different. I want to be transformed. I want to become greater by letting God change my thinking. I want to be different. And I don't care how old you are, it's time to rethink your life. It's time. So in the weeks ahead, I'm here to tell you there's a lot of stuff. I don't care what your age, a lot of stuff that you've been thinking about is just stinking thinking. It's just stinking thinking. And, 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 and my dad would say, you need to check up from the neck up. <laughs> you need to check up. Matthew 5, 8 says this. Where am I at here? You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. It starts on the inside, your thoughts. Third pillar of truth is this. I can change how I feel by changing how I think. I can change how I feel by changing how I think. How would you like to feel better? Everybody, would y'all like to feel better? Yeah. Nobody woke up this morning and said, I want to feel bad today. Nobody did. I, I want to feel better. And you can do that by learning to change the way you think, and we're going to be doing that because the way you think determines how you feel. But a lot of times we always try to change our feelings 
But that will not work. You, you can't force yourself not to feel a certain way. You ever been just crying your eyes out and just, be happy, be happy, be happy, be happy. How's that working for you? It ain't going to work. You can't force a, a feeling, but you can control your thoughts. And your thoughts determine your feelings. If you're feeling fearful, then you're probably thinking fearful thoughts. If you're feeling depressed, then you're thinking depressive thoughts. If you're feeling angry, then you must be feeling angry thoughts. You can't change the feeling, but you can change the thought. Amen? You can change the thought. And when you change the thoughts, you're going to feel a, a whole lot better. I want to tell you again, you can choose what you're thinking about. You can choose what you're thinking about. If you're listening to the TV news or, and, 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 and there's something you disagree with, and according to my friends, there's something that you all disagree with, change the channel. You want a suggestion from me? Watch Angie Griffith. It's a lot more entertaining and a, and a lot more depressing. But the same is true with your mind. Sometimes you just got to change the, the channel. You simply can't re, uh, resist. You got to refocus. You got to refocus your thoughts on something else. David wrote in, in, in Psalm 42, 6, My heart is breaking, so I turn my thoughts to God. Well, that word, I turn, tells me it's a choice. It's a choice. You choose to waller in your agony. You choose to waller in depression. You choose to waller in your fear. If you can't turn. Look what Jonah said. Where am I at? Oh, I love this. When I'd lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. Guys, we ought to memorize this. Did you hear Gene's testimony? He knows you're hurt. But here's the answer. When I lost all hope, I turned my thoughts to the Lord. I didn't turn my thoughts to the pain. I didn't turn my thoughts to the loss. I, didn't turn, I turned my thoughts to the Lord. And, and, and the way you think determines how you feel. The way you feel determines how you act. If you want to act differently, then you got to go back to the way you think. Not your actions, not your, not your feelings. They're not going to change your thoughts. Think about what you think about. That's what this series is going to be about. Let's go back to Jonah 2, 7. I want you to read with me. I'm going to read it slow. Let me get to it. When I'd lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. Y'all ain't reading it. Read it with me. First say, where's that? Jonah 2, 7. Let's say it one more time. Jonah 2, 7. When I'd lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. You lose hope, turn your thoughts. Turn your thoughts to the Lord. Fourth pillar is this. Every behavior is based on a belief. Every behavior is based on a belief. We need to realize 
that every behavior is based on a belief. Anytime you do anything is because there is a belief beneath that. There's a belief beneath that. Whether it's good or bad, all of our behavior is based on unspoken beliefs. If, if, if I'm acting scared, it's because I'm believing scary thoughts at the moment. That's just the way it is. If, if I'm uh, being resentful, it's because I feel like I've been devalued somewhere in, in the past at that moment. If I'm prideful, you know, uh, secretly believing I'm not good enough, you, you know, I, there's something beneath all of that. Something beneath all of that. You ever been around somebody that's real boastful? Like to talk about their, themselves and real and how they're accomplished now they're doing all kind of things. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you. When somebody starts boasting about themselves around me, I know deep down they're insecure. When they they talk about themselves a lot and they brag about themselves a lot, they messed up. They're they they're, they're just they feel like they don't measure up. You know, and, and they're just very, very insecure. They're the, you know, I've, I've met some people that are the most, you could tell who's the most insecure person in the room. Behind everything they, that we do is a belief. Is a belief. And, and, and you got to know, you got to answer this question, do you know what those beliefs are? You got to get to those for you personally. You know, you got to know what they are. Is there something in, 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 in your life that you don't like, that you do, then you need to go to the source and change the thought. You need to go to the source and change the, the idea. Haggai says this, think carefully about your behavior. Think carefully about your behavior. Guys, I want you to say this. Consider the way you're acting. Consider the way you're acting. with a certain person. Consider the way that you're acting at school. Consider the way that you're acting on the job. Consider the way that you're acting in the marketplace with your neighbors. Guys, there is a belief behind every behavior. And you gotta, you know what consider the way is? Think about it. Think about what's going on inside you don't blame it on anybody else. Start thinking about what you're thinking about. Why am I acting this way? And be honest with yourself. You know, when you ask the question, what am I believing beneath this behavior? You know what I'm saying? What am I believing? What thoughts triggered that response? What assumption is behind that action? What belief is is, is, is behind that behavior. Stop and think about what you're thinking about. For you married people, has anybody in here ever had a conflict with their spouse? I was just wondering. You know, what about a disagreement? Anybody ever had a disagreement? And you know, and, and you're going right along and, and you're having an adult disagreement. And, and every, you're, you're being logical. Have you, anybody ever been logical? You're listening. 
you're listening to your spouse. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in like two nanoseconds, something triggers and makes you really mad. <laughs> Out of control. Emotional. What is going on here? You need to ask this question. I want you to write this down because this is serious here. Right in this moment, when, when you lose it, anybody ever lost it? You need to ask this question if you can. What am I believing right now? What am I believing right now at this moment? Something just triggered an unspoken belief. It might be that you're afraid that he or she's going to leave you. It, it, it might be that, that you feel like you hadn't been heard. That you were invalidated. That you were disrespected. You and I, we're believing something that triggered this, we'll call it, intense conversation. <laughs> we're believing something. Guys, do you even know what it is? Do you even know? There's lots of times we don't even know why we're so upset. Amen? I know. So we got to start looking at the beliefs that are beneath the behavior. Why? Why? Why should I worry about that, Jim? Let me just get my mad on and forget about it. Why? Because this is how we grow. This is how we grow. When we examine some things that are going on in our mind, we may find out that we're overreacting. We may find out that we've made some silly assumptions. Ooh. Our beliefs raises our emotions. And we may have just found out that we've been misled by what our spouse said. I hope Angie listens to this. <laughs> Proverbs 14.5 says, A foolish person will believe anything, but a wise person thinks about what he does. Didn't think about what I just said. <laughs> think about what you think about. Think about what you think about. It affects your emotions, which affects your actions. Number five, last one we're going to talk about today is this. We got time. Anytime I sin, anytime I sin, at the moment, I'm believing a lie. Anytime I sin at the moment, I believe in a lie. Always. Always. I know some of you guys will argue with me. I don't mind if you're wrong. Anytime you sin, you're always believing a lie. Because the only way that Satan and your nature can get you to sin is to not believe the truth. Does that make any sense? It's the only way to get you to not believe the truth. Anytime you're sinning, anytime you're tempted to sin, 
you're being told a lie. You're being told a lie. So I think you need to stop and go, here's the question I think you ought to write. Let's hear, if you're writing here, write this down. What is the lie going on right now? What is the lie? You know, when Satan wants to tempt you and me, he, he always uses the exact same, I know that's redundant, four-step process. And we're going to talk about it in a few weeks, so I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I'm going to say this. One of the four steps is deception. It's deception. He tries to get you to, 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 doubt, to doubt what God says is the truth. What his word says is the truth. And he wants you to start believing what you feel is the truth. What I mean by that, he wants you to have thoughts like, this won't hurt you. Or you're an adult. You can handle this. No big deal. Everybody does it. Or maybe even, you know what makes you happy more than God knows what makes you happy. It's all lies. Every last bit of it. And every time you and I sin, it's because we believed a lie. And if you want to stop an habitual sin in your life, then you've got to get to the root of it. You've got to get to the lie that you're believing. Amen? You've got to get to the lie that you're believing. The lie might be, I'll be more healthier. I'll be more rich. I'll be more fun to be around. I, I might be, you know... And if I do what God says, I won't be. Guys, if you can understand this and get to the root about it, it's going to stop giving sin so much control in your life. You're going to stop having bad habits control your life. So what am I believing right now that just ain't true. Write that down. You're believing something. If, if, if you're caught up in sin, you're believing something right now that just ain't true. Proverbs 14, 12 says, and this is where I need to um, fix this right here. There are many ways that we think are right, but they lead to death. Put the word think in there. They lead to death. It's a dead end. We think it's great. We think it's fantastic. But, but it's what happens when we don't believe what God tells us. We run into a dead end because we're believing a lie. That's why the Word says the truth sets you free. One lie it, it, that we believe is that, that temptation is out there. And, and, and follow me here. Track with me just for a moment that we believe temptation is out there, that we believe it's external, that we, don't, that, that we believe that the real problem is, is not me, that it's out there in the world. I'm going to tell you something. Temptation starts inside you. Inside you. Because if you didn't have this magnet inside you, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be drawn to it. It starts inside you. Inside 
James 1 on the back side of your... Well, I don't have it. I don't have a Bible either, but it's James 1, 14 and 15. Y'all go back to it. There's something out of order that's inside of me. In my thinking, I got to think what I think about. Amen? I got to think what I think about. Here's what I want to tell you. I'm closing up. I'm getting there. I, I know you're impatient. That's just the way you are. Stop blaming your circumstances for your temptations. That's good right there. You need to stop it. Stop blaming your circumstances for your temptations. Because y'all tell me, all, some of you guys tell me, I just couldn't help it, Jim. I just couldn't help it. You know what I tell you? You wouldn't even be tempted by your circumstances if there wasn't something wrong inside of you. Something wrong inside of us. Why am I being tempted? Got to ask that question. What lie am I believing? What lie am I believing? The lie might be, you know, if I, if, you know, if I leave my spouse to have an affair with this person, I'll be happier if I could just get out of here. It's a lie. Even though God says don't do it, I'll do it because I'll be happier. What lie are you believing? I'm going to tell you something. I'm not much of a fisherman. I like to trout fish every once in a while. But, but I don't have the patience to be a, a, a great fisherman. And, and, uh, but, but, I, but, I, but I do know about fishing. Some things. I know one thing. A, a fish don't go after a bear hook. They hardly ever. I mean, I, I just don't think they bite a, a bear hook. You have to put bait on it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And, and, and what, I, what I found out about it is different bait catches different fish. And a good fisherman knows what kind of bait catches different types of fish. He knows that there's different baits in different seasons in different temperatures of water. They even have different colors, don't they? That are better to, to catch the fish with. And a good fisherman knows all of this. They don't throw no empty hook out there. I got news for you. Satan don't throw no empty hook out there either. He don't throw no empty hook out there. He doesn't just say, come on, you guys go sin with me. It'll be fun. You'll be evil today. Uh-uh. Uh, he put something on that hook. He baits the hook. And he knows what your favorite color is. He knows what your favorite worm tastes like. Amen? He knows what your favorite wiggle waggles. And he puts it on that bare hook. And he puts it on there. I'm going to tell you something. What I found out in this bait of Satan, which we'll be meeting again tonight at, at 6 o'clock to talk about this book, is Satan is the authority on bait. He's the authority on bait. He knows your sore spot. Amen? We got sore spots, don't we? I'm not telling y'all mine. I like to know yours. We all got weak spots. He knows them. He still just pokes. He 
still just pokes at us. He knows that unfilled need you have. And he baits the hook with a lie. Guys, we've got to think about what we're thinking about. Got to thinking about it. If you don't, you're going to bite that. You're going to bite it and that, that hook's going to sink in. And we know this, don't we? We know if we bite the hook's going to sink in. And what do we do? We keep nibbling. And the float just bobs up and down. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? We just keep nibbling. Knowing that there's a hook underneath. Why? We bought the lie. We bought the lie. We nibble at it. A little bit won't hurt. A little won't hurt. I can handle it. I can handle it. It's a lie. Guys, I want to tell you, as a pastor, somebody loves you, you're going to get hooked. You've got to start thinking about what you're thinking about. Let me pray for you. My Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the day that you showed me that it was in my mind. How things started changing. So I pray for my folks here. I know some of them got some habits they want changed. I know some of them's got some sin that they're they're living right now. And uh, I pray that they begin to transform their mind through your word. And that they stop being conformed to this world. I pray for strength that only you can give. And peace. I pray that we stop. Stop hanging around all these baited hooks that the enemy puts in the water. We stop believing the lie. Our relationships are suffering. Because lies are affecting our decisions. We love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.